Hello, everybody. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery podcast and a video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Here's a co-host, Ricky Shetty. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to my lovely co-host, Rian Shetty. She's only five years old and she's already become a podcasting superstar. Uh, so wonderful introduction there, Rian. And uh, we're so glad to have everyone joining live from around the world and also on the recording. Uh, we're actually here in Manila, Philippines. Uh, we've been traveling around uh, Latin America for the last year, visiting every country in South America and then every country in Central America. Now we're focused on Asia. So our goal is to dominate the world and visit every country, and uh, we're doing it one country at a time. So make sure you check out our blog uh, for a lot more pictures, videos, and uh, blog posts about our uh, travels here in the Philippines. We'll be exploring a lot of the Philippines. Amazing with amazing, incredible beaches, right? Yep. Yes. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. while we're traveling, we love you, fellow families and fellow travel bloggers, fellow digital nomads. And we have an amazing family on the show here today. They're called the Dareless Family. And uh, they actually just accepted one of my dares, uh, which was to renew their vows. And they actually didn't just do a traditional vow renewal. They really went out of the box and they renewed their vows in the midst of a theme park on a roller coaster. Uh, so we're going to be talking a lot more about that. And we'll have the link below to the video about that vow renewal as well. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, I would just want to apologize if there's any Wi-Fi hiccups. Uh, in the Philippines, it's a little bit uh, unstable. So, because uh, a digital nomad means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. So, it, uh, apologies in, in advance for any Wi-Fi issues. Uh, so, our guests today, Grace and Eric. Uh, Grace and Eric are the founders of Dareless Family. Uh, they have an incredible website, an incredible YouTube channel, where they document their travels around their world with their little... Uh, son now, uh, it, um, just two years old, and they've been traveling around the world for the last year. And uh, we're going to be covering their travels, their work, um, and of course their their dares. And podcast and videocast listener can also dare them, and they'll give you a shout out on their videos if they accept the dare. Uh, so guys, uh, welcome to the show. I know you guys are joining uh, late at night there in Australia. How's it going for you guys over there? Hi, thanks for having us. It's uh, it's great to be on. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's not too late here, but um, yeah. With people in North America, and it's always challenging with the time zones. So I'm, I'm grateful to be able to do podcast interviews with people in my neck of the woods, in Asia, and Australia, and New Zealand, and Oceania, much easier than doing a podcast at different time zones in North America and South America. So why don't we get to know you guys, uh, Grace, Eric? Why don't we, uh, firstly, why didn't you guys do introduction? Maybe, uh, Grace, you want to start doing introduction, share a little bit about yourself, and then Eric, you can do introduction as well. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm Grace. I'm in my late 20s, and I'm, yeah, we have a kid called Leo. We've, Eric and I have been married for six years now. Yeah. Um, we born and bred in Australia, just north of Sydney in your internet and yeah we've been married for six years as I said and we've been out on our own doing our own business stuff for just over a year so pretty exciting and pretty new um, we've also been traveling Eric do you want to yeah for sure so the the whole dailyist concept uh, came together last year when we dared ourselves and basically came up with a list of things that we wanted to do um, to, to dare ourselves to do something different from the ordinary uh, sort of uh, everyday 
traditional run-of-the-mill sort of life. Um, and so as of last year, we set off basically around the world to run freelance businesses while we travel. Um, and we went through Asia and Europe last year. And this year we head off to North America in uh, under a month. So I'm glad that we're in the time zone now as well, because in a month's time we will be the reverse <laughs> of what you've had to, uh, what you've had to be going through. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, so I, I'd love to start off. I, uh, the big question why uh, so why did you firstly start this big uh, mission uh, to travel the world uh, you know why didn't you just set up a life in the suburbs uh, break it down for us yeah absolutely it, it was fairly simple for us we kind of I guess we followed that traditional path of uh, get married have a kid have a stable job have a house with a white picket fence we literally had the white picket fence out the front mm. um, and for us, we, we kind of got what we like to call comfort discomfort, which is like getting uncomfortable with just being so comfortable. Mm. Um, and so, uh, I don't know, we kind of got to that point and went, now what? Like, what's the next challenge for us? Uh, and jumping on a train every day for me personally, I was to work two hours back was a lot of time to room and think about those sort of questions and um, and yeah I guess we kind of went well projecting 10, 15, 20 years ahead is this what we want to do? Do I want to spend 20 hours of every week on a train not seeing or do I want to make the most of it right here? Right? Mm. And I would add to that and say that we found and a lot of other people we've spoken to you have found that when you have your first child or have a few children it really puts things into perspective for you about your life it really helps crystallize everything and your priorities shift hugely and when we had leo we just realized that we wanted to be the kind of example for him just lead the kind of lives that we want him to lead one day which is just full of adventure and passion and pursuing stuff that he cares about and traveling the world if that's what he wants to do. But basically taking control and owning it, not just following a path laid out before him. Um, and so we thought, well, if that's what we want for him, we better walk the talk, you know? So yeah, that's it. Definitely a relatable story for our family. We were, uh, uh, you know, uh, living in Vancouver, BC, Canada, where we're from. And great content we wanted to see this world and we wanted to follow our dreams before we can teach our kids to follow theirs we got to lead by example as they say right so uh, mm -hmm. we we did a very similar thing to you and we've been traveling for a, a year and a half continuously now and uh, it's been incredible incredible uh, for us for the family bonding and especially for uh, the kids to learn the world right Rianne what have you uh, what have you liked so far about your travels <laughs> which countries <laughs> <laughs> like Dubai? Why? Because Khalifa. Khalifa, for people who don't know. Um, the tallest building in the world. 
<laughs> yes. So it's incredible. You've already went the tallest building in the world and you only five. Incredible. Uh, so, you know, just like that, examples of that. She's been on Amazon Safari. She's been to the Iguazu Falls. She's been to the Amazon. Amazon. And, you know, uh, seen the world already. Uh, already 28 countries at five years old. So incredible, incredible uh, journey. So you, you definitely want to inspire other kids to travel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're very common. We have a common... Uh, 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 vision here uh, with you guys, uh, Grace and Eric. So, uh, uh, you guys left Australia in March. Keen, uh, what was taking you? You mentioned like um, Asia and all. Tell us about some of the highlights. What was the highlights in the, the first year of travel so far? Yes. Well, there were lots of highlights. We we sort of find it hard to pick a favorite country. We traveled through seven countries in. Uh, just over 10 months so we were traveling quite slow and we really got a chance in each country where we went to Bali, Malaysia, Thailand, um, briefly to England and then France, Italy and Croatia and so um, we really just soaked in the culture. We stayed in places that were off the grid. But some of the places that really stood out, the experiences that stood out, uh, we did dining in the dark in Kuala Lumpur which I think you can do that all over the world, but we just happened to do it in KL and Eric and I went out on a date and we sat in the dark for three and a half hours and it was incredible, really incredible. And the food was very interesting as well. I think anywhere you do that in the world, you have very different food. Um, we, we did a really um, amazing thing in, in Zagreb in Croatia um, we were there just at the beginning of the Christmas festival and Zagreb has, um, I think, the best Christmas festival in the whole of Europe. It got the, that award last year, the year that we were there. And I think the year before as well. And the year yeah. before. So it even like beat Germany, which is pretty big, a pretty big deal for the Germans, I think. And we were there on the very first night and it was the night before we flew out of Europe for, you know, who's how long, we don't know when we'll be back. It was a really sad night for us to be leaving Europe and we, it was winter festival and we got to take Leo at the age of two and a half outdoors under the twinkling lights with the beautiful Christmas music and it was just magical. So That's quite significant because for Australians, like a Christmas is usually in shorts and a T-shirt with a barbecue or down at the beach. <laughs> so yes. for us, a white Christmas is like, oh my gosh, really special. So. Yeah, very, yeah. <laughs> very special, even to get it for one day. And that was cool. We're hoping that we'll get a few white Christmases uh, in Canada when we're there. So fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't think it'll be too hard to no, wrangle that one. <laughs> You'd know that all too well, Ricky. Yes, yes. You'll definitely uh, have your uh, share of white Christmases if you're in most parts of Canada. Vancouver, surprisingly enough, doesn't get as much snow as the other parts, but uh, uh, I actually uh, loved my Australia. I spent three years in Sydney. I loved uh, walking around with t-shirt and shorts in December 25th and seeing Santa Claus and the beach. You know, uh, that was a big <laughs> hetero for me. So uh, it's kind of like, you know, the opposite of what you're used to it is really remarkable. Uh, so I'd love to hear also about the financing side of things. This is a big question that a lot of people have, and I think this is a area that actually prevents people or stops people from actually starting travel because they, they don't think they can afford it. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the financing. How did you actually fund your travels for a year plus so far? Yeah, for sure. So the way that we've done it has changed this year um, compared to last year. I'll run through last year first. So 
we um, we kind of had this vision maybe three years ahead of actually making the leap to do it. We didn't know what that looked like, um, but for both of our um, industries that we work in, so Grace, uh, like a journalistic industry, myself uh, in social and marketing, to transition to purely online work, whether that meant for an employer and staying locally or being um, location independent. And so we both sort of just slowly worked towards that, um, which meant that when it was time to make the, the cut, which was in September 16, I think, or October 16, um, as in 2016, uh, we had a little bit behind us with some freelance work and picking up jobs here and there that we did on the side while working. Um, and so then when we took the leap, the, like in March 2017, uh, we had that little bit of a backing. We had a few months still in Australia where we, um, where we did work while living and cramming in with parents for a few mm -hmm. months, which was great um, just to uh, be able to build that up because it, it takes time to um, to build these things up, especially when you first go full-time on just doing that. Um, so yeah, then once we were going around the world, we were doing that freelance, um, and that was sort of the entirety of last year. But uh, towards the end of last year, we got to the point where we felt like we were just working, basically we felt like we were employees for like 13 different companies because we were just doing all this freelance work, we didn't have a very good balance, um, mm. which I'm sure you <laughs> probably understand. Work-life balance um, is hard even as someone who is traveling all the time and it looks glamorous and it looks fantastic, and it is, and you get those moments, but uh, but people often don't see the 16, 18-hour days um, that you do put in as well. So this year we've switched it up. Um, we actually sold our house um, at the end of last year. Um, so now we're working on some projects at the moment, um, sort of doing our own projects, building those up, and they will uh, be sort of recurring revenue things over time. Yes. And that's the plan. Yeah. It, for us, it was a matter of last year was just an experiment, see whether we could do it. And obviously the safer way to do it when you're first starting out is to work for clients build up and it's really great to, to get that professionalism. I would recommend it to anyone before you go mm. out on your own business stuff. Um, sort of dabble a bit in that while you're working for clients, you still have some income and it teaches you to meet deadlines still and not get too lazy too quickly or too, you know, you can sort of, you can do a bit of a backlash from the corporate work environment, which can actually turn out negatively. I think if you mm. go too far that way. Um, so yeah, it kept us in routine and that was good. And then, um, I think this year it's really exciting to actually have the time. We've, we've really learnt that time is money and and focus equals time. And so if your focus is on all of your clients' projects, we had this. We had the Dareless blog last year, but it was just falling by the wayside. We never updated any of the videos, any of the posts. And we eventually thought, well, this is what we want to do. And so if we keep working for other people, we will never get to it. It will always be... Um, like, well, yeah, I guess it was just a shifting of priorities this year to really give that one a good crack. Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds great. Thanks for breaking it down there. So uh, this year you're focusing a lot more on the Dareless family uh, in terms of the blog, the YouTube channel, the videos, etc. Tell us a little bit more about the actual blog and the uh, YouTube channel. 
Uh, when did you launch that and what kind of videos and what kind of blogs are you uh, writing and how are you documenting your trip? Yes, yeah, so as I said, we did launch the blog last year and then pretty much neglected it. <laughs> um, so we were sort of, I'm a journalist and so I, I start, you know, I tend to write articles for there in more of a journalistic way, just really helpful um, breakdowns and, and, and explanations of um, components of travel. So a lot of toddler travel tips, a lot of accommodation hacks, travel hacks. And then we also have um, more reflective pieces on lifestyle and um, emotions while traveling and emotional well-being, psychology type articles. Um, we really are interested in a breadth of stuff and it all kind of crosses over into work-life balance and, um, yeah, I guess a mental uh, clarity and um, being able to focus and um, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but, yeah, mm. that kind of, what's the word? I can't think of the word. It's but just all-encompassing, like, because there are so many facets to travel. Yeah. Like, um, there is the work component, but there's also the how to enjoy being in the moment as well. Yes, so you it. have to um, you have to find that fine balance, uh, whatever that looks like for your particular family. And so we've been reflecting on how that looks for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then the vlog is very new. So we launched that maybe about six weeks ago. And so it's um, we've basically just been catching up on all of our old videos and uh, document travels from last year and we're doing weekly updates now and so now we're going to try and start growing a subscriber base and sharing with more and more people as we travel so that's the focus for this year the vlog yes sounds great and uh, of course you're doing all these dares as well you did the big dare already by traveling the world you did this dare that I uh, you know instigated by uh, encouraging you guys to get your uh, wedding uh, vows renewed tell us about uh, you know this uh, change in course so uh, when you're going to be actually um, encouraging your viewers, your followers, uh, your social media, um, you know, a network to actually dare you, and you're going to actually be um, implementing the dares. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So it's a way to, um, to do things we probably wouldn't have thought of ourselves, which is, which is a lot of fun because there are a lot of people traveling. There are a lot of travel vloggers and that sort of stuff. But, um, but we feel like it's a really great way to get our community involved um, and just do fun stuff. <laughs> it just keeps life interesting. And, um, and yeah, I mean, part of, uh, part of this is sort of working on another brand as well, um, which will sort of happen in the future. But, um, but for now, we, we need to build this up for ourselves. But, um, yeah, around, like, uh, how to... How to basically create a story and craft a story so that you have a unique perspective because that's what a lot of um, journalism is about, um, mm -hmm. is about making sure that you've got an, an angle that um, anyone wants to pick up. So, uh, yeah, part of that is, is having a unique story. And so it will certainly be unique because we don't know where it will go <laughs> because people will keep daring us and we'll pick those, pick those dares up and, uh, and do that and it will be a lot of fun. Yeah. So... Yeah, part of it is is keeping things spontaneous for ourselves so that it's uh, it's not too straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the way. Yeah, there's no rules yet. I mean, with Leo being so young still, I reckon the dares will definitely evolve. And some of them right now can't really involve him um, yeah. because he's 
too young to do a lot of the say roller coasters or more wild sort of (laughs) skydiving or bungee jumping that kind of thing but that's okay we I mean Leo had an awesome dare two weeks ago we dared him to try snorkeling for the first time in open water so everyone's doing stuff it's just a bit out of their comfort zone you know we're doing stuff he's doing stuff and we just love it we love seeing him stretching himself and we love being an example for him uh, in that so we just think it's really cool to to jump in all together and, and to dare ourselves to do stuff. And, yeah, it's, it's really fun. And, and part of it yeah. is also inspiring people to um, dare themselves to do stuff, like, mm. um, you know, go out and, um, and push your comfort zones, push yourself out of, uh, out of your normality and uh, do something that scares you a little bit. Yeah, and you guys are definitely differentiating yourselves from all the other travel bloggers who are maybe following more of the journalistic style where they're documenting the trips, giving the typical tips for traveling to Europe or Asia or Africa. Uh, so you're being really different and unique and uh, creating your niche in the marketplace. So I think uh, that's phenomenal. Uh, so let's cover this uh, dare that you guys just did. Uh, literally yeah. last week, you finished the dare and you've already uh, created a video about it. Uh, tell us about that dare that you just did about renewing your vows. Yes, yeah, so we told you, Ricky, that we wanted to go to a theme park um, because we're in a part of Australia at the moment that has several theme parks to choose from. And there's nowhere, nowhere else in Australia that has that. So we thought, while oh, we're here, let's do something really fun. I'm a thrill seeker. Eric's a thrill, thrill seeker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we, you, are, you said to us, you gave us a few options, but we really liked the, the option to pair renewing our vows in a theme park because that is just brilliant. We're not really in the space romantic types, so if we ever were to renew our vows, this is exactly how we would do it. I'm not really one for the soppy, you know, emotional, cliff-top, dramatic moment. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, oh, no. um, but it's fun to create. And so what we did was we just so much fun with that idea, we took it from whole Cinderella-style as much as we could with our limited wardrobe. Um, Eric literally wore like the only shirt he's had all year. So yeah, we, were, <laughs> we, we did what we could in the costume department. I think I ironed for the first time in about 10 months. Yeah, very <laughs> satisfying, wasn't it? We were definitely the most overdressed people at Dreamworld theme park. Um, and we did get a couple of strange looks. Uh, we had a lot of people uh, sort of trying to take our photo, um, thinking that we were part of the, you know, the mascots and the, and the entertainers, something was going on, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a great dare. We, Dreamer were awesome. We, we worked with them as well on it because we, have, we had GoPros that we wanted to take on the roller coasters and you have to get all of that approved above board, obviously for safety standards and stuff like that. Um, so we were working with them. They gave us a media host for the whole day to take us around and show us um, all the best shots and make sure that we were all to code and everything. And um, she was awesome. She gave us lots of different tips and, and took some photos for us and video for us so that we could just have fun. And, yeah, it, it was a really, really great day. We're really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, I had a chance to look at the video. It's uh, phenomenal in terms of... Uh... What was your favorite part of the video, Rianne? Um, the roller coaster. <laughs> the roller coaster? Anything else? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you got two there. 
<laughs> yeah. What about the mascots? They had the mascots in there too. Where? Yeah, in the video they had the you mascots. Mean that bunny? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I like that. That was cool. And then they dropped down and then they had the koala. That was cool. The koala. Oh yeah. The cuddly cool. koala. Yeah. yeah, we got yeah, to have that was great. Like for the first time and we're we're Aussies, so yeah. in, in our twenty eight <laughs> Have you got any way in Australia? Taking a daughter here uh, yet. I, I went to Australia before I got married. Uh, I'm definitely intending to bring our kids and my wife along. My wife hasn't been there either, so we'll definitely be going there uh, to hug koalas ourselves, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So guys, I'm curious to know about your vision for it. Uh, you mentioned you're actually going to be leaving Australia again, uh, going to North America, my, uh, you know, or, I guess my neck of the woods, if you want to call that. Uh, tell us about your vision for the next year. You've, you've just finished this one year of travel. What is next year, one, two, and five years and beyond hold for you guys? Give us an insider's peek into your future. Yeah, so we set uh, month. Like I said, uh, we go via New Zealand to your hometown, Vancouver. Yeah. Um, so we're, we'll be in Canada for two years, um, but we can use that as a base to travel um, elsewhere around, probably through the States, a little bit of Mexico. We don't really know what it looks, uh, which is good. <laughs> I hope it's things that the unknown can either be scary or a great opportunity. So. Um, we just see it as an opportunity and uh, and see what comes of it. But mm. uh, the plan is to be, I think, nomadic through Canada for a little while, kind of see as much of the country as we can, um, because there's so much uh, so much variety and, uh, and versatility. Uh, so we'll enjoy that, and then uh, we'll see what comes from there. Mm. In terms of longer term, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll we want decide to go back when, to, when we get there. We want to go back to Asia after that, I think. Yeah, the, maybe. Yeah, we're, we loved Asia, and I think it'll be a welcome financial place to be after being in Canada and America, which are quite expensive. Yeah. Go back there and save some money. Um, another thing is that we get asked often in terms of time frames, we get asked about Leo and going to school because he's at the moment he's three years off going to school. So obviously it's a great window for us anyway. Um, but we definitely haven't ruled out the option of homeschooling, world schooling. Um, we already think he does that anyway. I think all kids start off homeschooling at home with their, with their parents and that's just really normal and natural for us at the moment. So depending on where we are in the world, who knows, but I think it could easily lead into just continuing to travel um, maybe using a place like Canada as a base or a place in Asia as a base in future. Um, and yeah, continuing to homeschool and world school. Go. So I'd love that to happen. We'll see mm. how we go. And we did forget to mention that um, we also run a publication for homeschooling families as well. So yeah. we can uh, we can send you the, the link for that. We, I don't think we even talked about that prior. but We're too, uh, we're too excited about the Dallas family stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, homeschooling is something that we are really passionate about just because it is like the one kind of clincher for so many families. It's like that's the thing. That's the last domino to fall in, in planning traveling with kids. And it makes sense because school is kind of the, the thing that grounds a lot of people. 
Um, so yeah, we, we are passionate about sharing how you can travel and, and take school on the road or see school as sort of like a whole learning experience around the world, open source learning every travel is the greatest teacher, as they say. Mm. I'm sure your daughter would be the first to say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, you can see buildings in a book or you can go and see the tallest building in the world with your own eyes. Yeah. Absolutely, right? Uh, the world is a classroom and is a teacher. Definitely, definitely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so you guys have, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you, uh, you've uh, caused the dominoes to cascade and fall. Uh, there are a lot of viewers and listeners uh, on our podcast and our YouTube channel who haven't actually started. They haven't even had the first domino fall. Uh, so how would you suggest or encourage them to actually get started? Uh, because getting started is probably... Uh, so maybe uh, we can close off here with some tips, some advice, uh, some uh, encouragement, some suggestions to get started as digital nomad world travelers. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've thought about this a lot in our own kind of articles. So I'm trying to wrap my brain now, like six months ago when we were really digging into this stuff. I think that for me, um, and I think every personality attacks this thing differently. Um, I, I, my personality type is is a control freak type personality. It's the, it's the simplest way to explain it. <laughs> Not very flattering, but um, yeah, I, I like to sort of have have my hands on everything, making sure that everything works, and that's sort of pretty hard to do when you're when you're uprooting everything that you know. Um, and so I think it, for me, I had to really learn when we were going through this stage, which took probably a good five months from, from well, actually it took, you know, two years of dreaming and discussing and, and we used to go round and round in circles at 2 a.m., those sort of discussions late at night where you just say, what are we going to do? And then you have to move on to the next day and you don't make any, any progression and that's frustrating. So we had that for two years and then when we finally decided and the first domino fell, it took about five months to actually leave the country. So there's a lot of things that happen in that time period, um, no matter how long that is for you. And I think I learned to just make a decision. Actually making a decision is better, even if it's not the perfect one, um, progress over perfection, not worrying about everything lining up straight away, but just get in the habit of make choices. Yes, you can research those choices, but it's really healthy. Keep making decisions, keep that snowball rolling and not to get analysis, which is what I fell in initially. Mm. Um, so that's my tip. Don't get analysis paralysis. Um, make and keep on making them, even if you don't feel 100% comfortable with them or even if you feel like you might be making the wrong decision, as long as it's something that maybe is taking you towards time travel, it's just a means to an end at that point. You can always tweak stuff later. You know, don't get worried about what brand of suitcase you should buy. Just get one and if it sucks, then get another one later. <laughs> get fish to fry. So that's yeah. my tip. Cool. I will say uh, that mine would be to make sure that you're not doing it stupid. So don't just jump off the cliff. You have absolutely no skills online or you don't have any sort of vision for what you want to do. Um, if you were traveling down the road and try and travel, um, I think that's probably the most, um, like the sort of typical path for typical no matter travel, um, it's to, to use work for other people. 
or even if it marketing or something like that, get something in place and dribbling in, just have a load of confidence every month that <laughs> you know something's coming and you can build on that. Um, so yeah, that would probably be my first thing. Um, I think other than that, it would it would be to to say that look at what is basically like the fulcrum point. Like what is it that everything is dependent on? For us, it was okay. Well, I need work so that we house. So the thing that was that was dependent was the house mortgage slash rent payment bit. If we got rid of that, we don't have to work full time to pay it off. Like it, it was that was the fulcrum point for us. Mm. And so the first decision, therefore, was call a real estate agent and rent out our house. Yeah. Before we decided which yeah. countries to go to, booked any flights, you know, talked to clients. Yeah. Um, we already had a couple of clients, but we didn't make any big decisions before we'd spoken to a real estate agent. And yeah, and yeah. just got got where we were at with the numbers and whether it was viable. Because I think one of the things, and I, I'm sort of digressing a little bit, but I think one of the things to um, to recognise is that when you travel full time, you actually lose a lot of expenses that you have when you're just living at home and mm. you're working and you're you know paying rates and electricity and internet and all these things. Where when you travel and you stay in an Airbnb, for example, all those things are included, mm. and so it it actually becomes a quite simple equation. Um, and you can live cheaper than living in your home country often. Yeah. You have to be smart about how you do it, but I mm. think it's even not having a house to put things in. You don't <laughs> yeah. buy stuff all the time. You stop buying stuff. That's the big thing. Yeah. So that's like our 15 tips. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, you can keep going there. Those tips were amazing, very practical, very hands-on, and uh, you know, uh, definitely very implementable. Uh, so in closing here, guys, uh, how can people connect with you? Uh, you know, they're going to follow your journey. And also, maybe one of our listeners, one of our viewers is going to dare you as well. Uh, so how can they do all that, uh, uh, Grace and Eric? Bring it on. Bring it on. The, bring on the dares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a website, and it's just really simple. It's darelist.family. So um, you can head over there, just Google Dareless Family, and that'll pop up. You can dare us on our homepage at the very top. You don't have to dig through the website for that. Big fat yellow button. Yes. So <laughs> we really want the dares. That's why we're the page. Yeah. Um, and we're on Instagram, at Dareless Family on Instagram. We're on Facebook too, but meh. Uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> Instagram's the place to be for us. Um, yeah, love you guys to check it out and send us a dare. That would be great. And if you want to keep up with all the dares, we push all of those on YouTube. Um, so that is sort of where our primary focus for weekly um, updates is. Um, so if people want to jump on there, they can, and they can come and subscribe. That would be awesome. Yay! We have like 67 subscribers. So big. So come <laughs> we had 66 jokes. So like, come be our six. <laughs> Get us to seventy. Or get us to like get us to hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I think one of the things with uh, just on that is that people often go, "Oh, we only have sixty-seven. We go, "Hey, if we had sixty-seven people in a room right now, that would be awesome." Yeah. <laughs> like, how cool is that? People are checking it out. Yeah. So it's always good to remember that, even if you have like a thousand 
thousand Instagram followers. A thousand people in a room is a freaking massive party. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, so you got to start somewhere. I love that analogy. I never heard it expressed that way because a lot of people say that. They're like, I only have like, uh, you know, 80 people or something. Like 80 people cannot fit in the living room. So that's, you know, it'd be a standing room only. So a great, great that's analogy right. there. Uh, so once again, it's darelist.family, and uh, make sure you dare these guys, and make sure you tell, uh, you know, say, I dare you, and you found out about from the podcast, and uh, uh, I'd love to, I'd love to see that, uh, see these dares happen, uh, and I'll have the link below to the dare do, uh, the wedding bow one, I'll have that link below. Uh, so thank you guys, uh, Grace and Eric, uh, wishing you the best as you head over to New Zealand. And of course, to Canada, I'm going to be uh, making sure to connect you with a lot of my friends in Vancouver so you'll have that local connection. And happy travels, guys. Cool. Thanks awesome. so much. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, Ricky. And I don't know your daughter's name, but nice to see you. <laughs> Thanks for watching Digital Nomad Mastery. Bye, guys. Bye bye. Happy travels. Happy travels. Woo. Woo.